Welcome to Speak with Ibuko. This is a podcast where guests can share their stories and delve into how they came through their journey in life, who and what they encountered along the way, and where they are now. The Decade series continues where guests will share their recollections of decades they have lived and the one they are in now. Welcome back to Speak With. I'm still with IK and we are now on her third decade. We left the second decade with a quite a very strong message on not suffering in silence and speaking up. Um, but in the third decade, IK had started to share with us that, uh, that she had been introduced to someone 12 years older than her who was looking to settle down. IK, do you want to pick up the story from that? Yes. So... My auntie thought, well, you know, you're 21 now. And it's actually something very common in the, for the women in my family yeah. to actually not my mom's family, my dad's family. So obviously I got to know people on dad's side yeah. and um, I'm still, I'm quite close to them now. A lot of my cousins and my dad's um, sisters. So one of my dad's sisters then decided, you know, well, it's time for, you know, sort of settle down, blah, blah, blah. I've got someone. Uh, who lives in the States, you should meet him and all of this stuff. So I was like, okay. So then we start talking over the phone and then I go out to America and I meet him and straight away, you know, it was basically I'm not getting any younger and, you know, I would want to get married and all of this. And I was like, wow, okay. So this is kind of what I want, which is to start off a family and I'm 21. And, you know, again, that was my main goal. So then we we started, we had a relationship or we started having a relationship. And I think that relationship went on for about 18 months. But in that 18 months, I only um, met him uh, twice, okay. three times, I think twice. I met him twice. So the first mm. time was when I went out to America. And the second time was during the summer holiday from university. So again, I went out mm. and he... He bought my ticket, actually, to come out the second time. So the first time I went out myself and the, the second time he bought my ticket and I went out there to meet him mm. and, I, and we, I stayed with him. So I was 20, 22 by this time, 22 years old, and I stayed with him. And uh, again, there were elements of control, but this time it was subtle. It wasn't as much as the other one before. And then I found out that the job that he was doing was, he said to me, he said he owned a cleaning company, right? Oh dear. Now my background is if you if you say you've got a company, because my dad obviously my mom company, my dad company, a lot mm-hmm. of people in my family, they all have their companies. Now what that actually means when you say you've got your company is you're sitting at the top, you've employed people, you're kind mm-hmm. of overseeing them. The bulk of the money comes to you and you dispense in um in, in salary form to everyone else at the bottom, right? Mm. So he said he had a cleaning company and he said to me that he was making $10,000 a month or so. Now this was, what was this? This was 2003 or 2000, well, I can't remember now. Some, some early 2000, mm. um, I think maybe 2003, 2003, 2004. And he was making $10,000, which was a lot of money. <clears throat> And I knew he was making that because he'd shown me his bank. I don't know why he felt he needed to show his bank statement, but I could see that he was making that. But what I noticed in the bank statement was he, if say he got paid on a Friday, he yeah. would go in and withdraw half of that, go shopping, spend it all. And by the 
third week he he had maxed out 10 10,000 pounds and then so he said he had a company and I went when I went to see him mm. and then he would say oh you know like during the day he would sleep throughout the day and then in the evening he'll go he's going to work so then one day he was like oh you should you should come with me to work and I said like, okay so I went with him to work and it was this massive building mm. and um so his his cleaning company was just him really so okay. he he was the cleaner <laughs> he was the cleaning company okay. and then he said and then he um he said to me oh come with me to work obviously come with me to work when I got to work I realized that it was basically come with me to clean um and so he employed just, you for the night yeah I was his first employee I just wasn't having it wow. at all. So I'm like okay oh, well dear. then I started cleaning and I was guessing the whole you're not cleaning properly spray this way at this angle and if it just I just was not having it at all and I was like at that point not working not even mm. Bother myself, so I was like, right, Can I have this about one in them? I know that oh, you're lazy, and you think you're in your father's house where everyone does everything. This is if this is the life that you want, then you, know, you have to learn to clean and blah blah blah. And I just like, There's no way I'm doing this, no way, no, not a chance. I'm not doing this. And I just couldn't wait to come back to London after that. But so I figured, I then realized that he was the cleaning company, and so the ten thousand dollars a month, yes, <laughs> was for him to pay his workers but then he decided that he wouldn't employ anyone so he would clean he would clean from uh, nine in the evening to ridiculous hours to about seven in the morning wow and then he will come home and sleep through and go back again and he wouldn't go on a saturday mm. he wouldn't go on a saturday and start again on a sunday and his lifestyle was 10 grand he would then go shopping and buy designer clothes and buy designer shoes and all kinds of designer whatever which as I told you I'm not into because that whole Lagos lifestyle I didn't like it anyway Mm. um and then when I was back in London he would ring me in the third week going oh can you lend me so I was sending money to him western via western union actually he'll pay me back Mm. when he gets his ten thousand. Oh, so he but, uh, did pay back. So he wasn't. No, yeah, he did. Uh, he did pay back. Living pay off back. you. Okay. No, but I just okay. didn't. Again, it was elements of that, you know. So like, money was taken from me, and mm. you know, I wouldn't even like have the heart to. Uh, I would ask, and you know, if he did say, yeah, I'll send it, he would, that sort of thing. Mm. But I just knew that. Okay, first off, he wasn't managing. Not I wasn't even a finance guru, but it didn't take two to know that you're mm. not managing your finances properly. Secondly, uh, I'm not going to clean. That's not happening. Sorry. I don't I don't like I don't enjoy cleaning. I don't like cleaning. Um even now we've got a cleaner that comes to the house. I'll do the bare minimum, but cleaning mm. is in my strong strength. Everything else is I just don't I love ironing, however. I could stand mm. there and iron for hours on end. It's just so therapeutic. But with cleaning, even now I'll clean and even my husband now will you haven't cleaned that properly and he will clean again <laughs> after I've cleaned. So you would you like you said, you were the first employee and you would have stayed exactly. the first employee. Oh, I just I just did not see it. My my whole life flashed. <laughs> oh my, so like I'm thinking this is my life now. So if I start cleaning, imagine we get married, I'm then cleaning, then I get oh pregnant, dear. I'm cleaning whilst I'm pregnant. Then by the time my child's like one or two and they're walking, they've got a little rag in their hand cleaning as well. <laughs> then Lord knows how many kids this guy's going to say we're having. Say we have five yeah, kids, you, we're you all his employees and we're all cleaning. <laughs> oh my God, I know. I was like, no, no, no. Okay, Not so all happening. that being and I couldn't said. wait to come back. 
Okay. Mm. It, 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 you obviously didn't marry the cleaning company owner. No, no, no. Definitely no. not. But, to, but again, the weird thing about it is I wanted to come back to, but then he kept extending my ticket because he bought me the t- oh, and he knew wow. I wanted to come back to, he knew I wanted to come back to, but he extended it twice. And then he would say to me, oh, guess what? I, and it, it was supposed to be like a lovely surprise. And after the second time, I was like, no, I really want to go back now. Mm. And then I went back and obviously again, I was like, you know, well, it won't be bad getting married and all of this. Cause again, I just never had a model relationship in front of me, mm. but then um, he was like, yeah, we'd planned everything. We'll go to Nigeria, do the native law and then have the, the, white wedding as well and you know my dad knew because I told my dad he didn't meet mm. my dad he met my mom he okay. came back with me and he met my mom and there were plans in you know progress mm. and I told a few of my friends as well and before I left he proposed and so I came back with a ring from America mm. and um, he then out of the blue one day calls me and he's like this isn't going to work so okay. I'm like how 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 is this guy breaking up with me? Like, I actually... <laughs> are you actually kidding me? So, you're bre- you are you. breaking up with me. <laughs> it should be the other way around. But I think for me, it wasn't a breakup or anything. It was, the, it was more of the disgrace, you know, having to go back and tell my parents that, well, it's not going to happen and telling my friends. And so that for me was just, oh, my God, like that, that could that's the worst thing that could happen to any young lady mm-hmm. getting engaged and then everything gets called off. Yes. And even though it wasn't the ideal situation, you know, in hindsight now, I wouldn't want to get married to him. Mm-hmm. But and I think God just did something really good for me in the sense that if I'd gotten married to him and everything was really bad, I probably would have stayed because I wouldn't want my children like not having a dad mm, mm. and I wouldn't want to be a single mom. So I guess God just saved me from that whole situation. I never called him back to say why and can you explain? And all of oh, this. So I was just like, okay. You went cold turkey. Yeah, I did. He called and he was like, yeah, it's not going to work, blah, blah, blah. And he's trying to explain himself. And, you know, I was just like, well, there's no need sort of giving me feedback. I mean, if you employ someone and you don't want them, they go and get another job, right? So I'm not going to sit in the chair. You're telling me why I did right and did wrong and wow. why I've lost this position as, as your potential wife. So, so I was like, okay, you know, cool, fine. fine. You know, mm-hmm. we move on, right? So then mm-hmm. I put the phone down and that was it. I haven't heard from, spoken to him my auntie came up with the whole don't worry god will look after you we mm. prayed about it and god said it wasn't a, the right relationship anyway i said well thank you for telling me that now you could have told me that and saved me 18 months of my life but um so yeah so so that was that and then after that i just thought you know what don't care about serious relationships anymore i'm mm. just gonna have fun now and enjoy mm. my life and just not care if marriage happens it happens maybe marriage if it doesn't mm. happen it doesn't and again don't forget that financially i was fine i was working mm. i was doing my thing school was going well i was finally doing a course that i also loved to do as well um it was a very creative course so i was very happy doing that as well and so when i met my husband mm-hmm. um he was the entire opposite of everything else I knew. So he was, uh, he's, he is a year older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, very similar background to me as well. So didn't have his dad there. And um, again, had a stepdad, but, but was brought up by his, his um, maternal grandmother. Because okay. uh, his mom, mom got married and she carried on with her life. Mm. So he 
also wanted everything I wanted uh, his own family so complete family husband wife children mm. and when I met him I was 23 okay. and my goal was so I it was I was a uh, I took a year out of mm. school um, to work full time so it was one of those courses where you have uh, an industrial placement okay uh, and I worked I worked full time and that was when I met him and um when I met him, I thought, oh, he looks lovely. You know, mm-hmm. This could be a lovely summer romance. And when I go back, I, we could break up. We wouldn't even call it a thing. You know, it's, it's just nothing. We're just going to have fun. It was summer, mm-hmm. three months, and that's it. No one's getting attached. But obviously, he had other plans. Um, he told me from the first day he saw me, he was like, you do know I'm going to marry you. And I was like, no. Oh, he just mind. knew. There's he something. Knew. There's something you said earlier on, which, which um, I would like to explore with you. Because you said you were both from similar backgrounds in terms yeah. of not having grown up in a, in a, in a typical, complete. whatever yeah. that is, or family. complete family. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he wanted the same thing as you, which is to get married and settle down. Why would you, yeah. why do you think that's the case when, you know, because you didn't have that growing up. So why, would, yeah. why is that why you wanted it? Or is there another reason? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wanting it? No, that, was why, that was why I wanted it. I, I remember feeling certain ways when I was a child. It wasn't all the time mm. and it wasn't a lot, but it's just whenever it happened, it was, it was just a weird feeling and it was a feeling of this isn't right. So it was times where maybe a dad would pick a child up from mm. school and I would never ask like, because I knew the situation anyway. Um, when I was in a relationship and I didn't have my dad to speak to about it as well. Um, and just different times, just knowing that. And that and my mom was, she said when I was growing up, I was very quiet. And she believes that it's because, well, she thinks that it's because my dad wasn't there. And I just had her. Um, so... And she said, I always would get attached to, um, like, if my if I had a friend and that friend had a dad and mom, I would be closer to my friend's dad than my friend's mom. I don't know if that makes mm, sense. You, you were drawn to a father figure. Yes, I was drawn to that. And even growing up as well, all of my very good friends, my best friends have always been guys. Mm. I never got on with girls. But all of my, I find, I found it easy to confide in guys. I found mm. it easy to get on with guys. I found it easy to have banter with guys. I was not a promiscuous person. So I didn't have that many relationships. Um, I had, before I met my husband, I think I had four, four relationships. Mm. And they were all full, like proper relationships. That would, the longest one was three years. And then there was the 18 month one. And then there was three months and there was mm. a year. And then, you know, so it, between that first relationship and the guy I was supposed to marry, mm. all of that in there, it wasn't like sleeping around was in my thing or um, having a fling and all of that. It wasn't my thing until I met my husband and I was like, yeah, okay, now that this is going to be a thing. Mm. I'm going to have this fling. I'm going to not get attached, I'm, you know, because that was what most of the female friends I had, that was what they were doing as well. Mm-hmm. they just had a plan yeah so we're in england we're going to do whatever we need to do we're going to you know be promiscuous and whatever mm-hmm. and when we get to nigeria and settle down no one will ever know because it was on a different continent so yeah so i'm like okay what, what happens i'm up for this UK, right stays yeah in the uk stays in the uk exactly <laughs> so i'm like okay i'm up for this right then how do yeah. we do it get a crash course right let's start first victim 
it was him <laughs> exactly okay so that's how you so where did you meet your husband i met him at a mutual friend's place okay um yeah and when i saw him i thought oh my god i, I thought i knew this face mm. i've ne- i'd never met him well now that we talk about it i'd never met him before but i knew it was like i knew him but i'd never i didn't know him so when I saw him, I was like, oh, my God, I think I've met you somewhere before. And he said, oh, is that a pickup line? And that just really annoyed me. Mm. So we didn't start off on the, on the, on the right, right note. note. Yeah. No, we didn't start off on the right note at all. And, uh, so, okay, let me point out to you, what you just said now is exactly what you said when you first met your father. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. You, 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 you felt like someone you knew, but you didn't know oh. him. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I guess I've never made that connection. But, yeah, when I met him, that was why I, th- I thought, oh, my God, I know him. I know this face. I know this voice. I know this person. But we've never met. Even, like, we've been married now for 13 years. We're mm. coming up to 14 and um, never met him before. Mm. But that day I was like, oh, I know you. I've met you because by this time I'm vocal now. Mm. You know, I've come into myself as a person. I know who I am. I know mm. what annoys me. I know what makes me sad. I know situations that are not good for me. I've come into my own. I've also become a born again Christian okay. at this point as well. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, okay, God, you you just have to give me time to do this one thing. I've never done it before, but you know, I just need to have this fling and mm. then I'll come back to you, Father Lord, that sort of thing, you know. <laughs> but um, I think yeah. becoming a born-again Christian helped me to be a full person mm. um, and not just going into things without thinking. And even at that, like my relationship with God, again, because it just wasn't built in a church setting. And I know a lot of like Christians will frown at this, like, how can you give your life and become born again? And then you, you tell God you're going out to sin. But mm. my my relationship with God was like a father relationship, yeah. and a daughter relationship. You are free and I just, to have that conversation. Exactly. Yeah. And I said to him, I was like, Lord, you know what? I know, I know I'm born again, this whole born again thing where you come out at church and say, yes, Lord, you take over my life. But you know, relationships hasn't worked out for me. And you know, you see the relationships happening. You've not like sort of brought someone. So mm. the next time I'm just letting you know, that is going to be a fling, okay? And you just have to forgive me because I'll come back and behave myself, you know? So that was the sort of, <laughs> that was the conversation that, <laughs> that I had. That was a deal you were cutting. Yeah, that <laughs> was the deal did I was you know. cutting. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so how so, yeah, so we... that was it. And, yeah. and he said, I said, you know, and he said, oh, no, I've, I've not met you before. Is that a pickup line? Is that, he said, is yeah. that a pickup line? Are you trying to pick me? And I was like, what exactly is wrong? Um, and, I didn't even know he was Nigerian because he doesn't look Nigerian as well. Mm. And then I was like, he's just so full of himself. And I didn't want to talk to anything. And then when it was time for me to come running out of the house after me, and then he fell. I was like, yes, that's good. Fall, fall and hurt yourself. Because oh, obviously you embarrassed me, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then he, was, and I, he came to the car and I was like, oh, did I forget something? He's like, no, 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 I, I just want your number. I want to speak to you. Mm. And I said, like, well, if you really want my number, why don't you get it from my friend? Mm. And I drove off being Ooh. a headstrong, you know. Yeah. You are giving it all that. No, yeah. Bucket load of attitude. Exactly. So a week later, he rang, He rings me thinking, you know, it took, took you a whole week, forgotten about him. And then he rang me later and he said, oh, do you remember me? I'm like, yeah, of course I remember you. You're the one who embarrassed me. And mm. he was like, no, that wasn't my intention. It was just banter. And, all. Mm. and then he's like, okay, well, 
let's go let me take you let's go out i was like how's he how i'm thinking how exactly is this guy going to take me he's my he's my i know what boys my age Mm. are up to because i had i had a lot of male friends um that were that and then i had the male friends that were very close to me as well there were about three of them and Mm. they're still close to me now their wives as well and I said, you know, I know what they are up to. I know what they get up to. Mm. You know? So if, if he's the same age as this group of people, why would he, he's investing too much time. So then I was like, you know, okay, you know what, Lord, we're going to do this fling thing, then I'll come back. And so, yeah, so that was how it started. Never gave the relationship a name. Never, you know, we'll mm. go out to the cinema. We talked a lot about different things. And we just started to find out that, we were quite similar in our upbringing. Mm. Um, he he didn't have a dad. He never met his dad. He still had never met him at all. Before mm. he could meet him, he passed away anyway. Um, and he was brought up by his maternal grandmother. Mm. And again, he's the only child from the relationship between his mom and his dad. Mm. So he was so the only, only child, child as well. Yeah. He was the only an only child as well for a very long time until his other siblings were born. And again, there's a massive age gap between them and him. Mm. Um, but he he grew up in Lagos, so he was a proper Lagos boy. Mm. Um, not not the type of Lagos like not that type of Lagos lifestyle that I described earlier. Mm. But so he wasn't into the whole designer, and that wasn't important for him. He mm. he's what was very important for him was meeting a lovely girl, getting married, settling down, having children, and then moving up in his career and Mm. doing what he wants to. Basically, that was his goal. That was Mm. my goal as well. And I found out early on that that was his goal. But Mm. then I just thought, he's he's a year older than me. Like, it's not, it really isn't going to work. Because Mm. what I've been told growing up is that the person you marry has to be at least five years older than you. Follow us on Instagram at Speak Podcast, and you will find each guest has an interesting fact or picture to share with you. Let's get back to the interview. This was what not my mom never told me, this, but if I look at the age gap between my parents, it's seven years, and mm-hmm. every other person that I know that has gotten married uh, on my dad's side of the family, there's a 10-year gap, 12-year gap, and there are massive gaps between spouse mm. spouses both husband and wife so i just thought you know well it's just a year difference this is it's not gonna work, not work but, but you started off with saying what you've been told but going through it did anyone mm-hmm. actually physically tell you that yeah okay i can't remember who but i was told that the i was told girls this is what i was told girls mature faster than boys um so even though you're the same age as a boy, your mind is a lot more mature than his mind is. Mm. So if you marry someone who you're older than or is in the same age group with you, you would be more of a mother to that person than a wife. Strong words. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that this was what I was told. Not necessarily I can't, I can't true. Disclaimer, yeah, well, by the way, for anyone listening, but not so necessarily that, true. That, that was exactly yeah. what I was told. Mm. Um, okay. But then I found out that it's not maturity of age, it's maturity of the mind. Because even though he, he's a year older than me, he is a lot more matured than the guy who was 12 years older than me. Mm. You know, so... So yeah, so we, that was a, it. Was a lovely, lovely summer. We went out to watch a lot of movies together. Went out to dinner together. He was also working as well. And for the first time, you know, I could I was with someone who 
could buy me gifts and I mm. could buy him gifts as well. So that was a big change. Um, and, you know, lovely, lovely summer. Went to clubs together, went to parties together. He got to meet my friends. I got to meet his friends. He got to meet my mom. Mm. Um, I got to meet his uncle because his mom was in Nigeria with his stepdad. Um, he got to meet my dad as well in, in that short period. It was all wow. like the meetings were not planned. They were sort of caught off guard. So it was like, oh, my dad's coming from Nigeria. He's visiting because my dad would come over and visit me a lot. And um, he would say, oh, yeah, okay. You know, I, I couldn't pick my dad up. So I'd I say to him, can you pick my dad up just that one time? So pick mm. my dad up from the airport. And they had a lovely conversation in the car. And my dad you know, didn't tell him anything. They didn't say, oh, he's a guy I'm seeing. And my dad would always, like, when he went back, he would always ask of him, how is he? How is he doing? You know, and, and then at uni, he was actually studying for the same career my dad is ah, in. Ah, okay. So, so he felt so they had a lot in common. Spirit. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So it was it, just things like that. And then meeting my mom as well was sort of the same thing, you know, picking me up from the house. And he bumped into her and they had a conversation and they both speak uh, a language that I don't speak mm. um, so they, they're very fluent in that language together that mm. I don't speak in the Yoruba language so okay. they got on like a house on fire he got on with everyone in my family all of my friends liked him so it was very difficult to sort of break up with him but then one day I said to myself <laughs> you know what this is it now I need mm-hmm. to break up with this guy and move on with my life mm. and I had just finished my industrial year and gone back to university mm-hmm. and so I think for me there was the fear of university for me was an hour and a half away but that for me was long distance because Mm. of the long distance relationship I'd had with the guy in the states and I knew I wasn't going to be as often as I was so Mm. I was like right I'm gonna break up with this guy now and so I was ready to go have a shower and I'm brushing my teeth and I'm practicing my speech in the mirror like you know it's not you all Mm -hmm. this time yes I'm gonna break up with someone for the first time you know I was so happy and excited (laughs) and then I'm like right so I won't call him on the phone I'll do it face to face and all of this stuff and I put my head up as I'm brushing my teeth and I hear as clear as day the first time in my life I hear God's voice and he's like you can't break up because I've not at work wow and I just stand there looking at myself in the mirror and the toothbrush in my mouth and I'm like you can't be doing this to me I told you (laughs) and you told him it was a fling (laughs) I told you it was going to be a fling you know and of course obviously in true God style you don't hear anything anymore and that's it yeah once I've spoken twice I've heard so Mm. yeah that was it and then we just carried on and I finished uni he finished uni he was there for my graduation I was there for his graduation Mm. um and we got married at he was 26 and I was 25 Mm. we got married and then got pregnant immediately it wasn't planned no it wasn't planned got pregnant immediately so here we are both of us Mm -hmm. um just newlywed couple Mm. staying with my mom because obviously you know staying my mom pregnant we both just finished university both now have our first jobs Mm. and um yeah that was how life started and obviously exactly as a family and when when you when you're young like that and you know I think a lot of people they they meet each other and then they work and then they get their first house together and this is what I know happens now because I speak Mm. to to younger couples and that's what they do they they meet each other and then they decide okay yeah we're going to get married then you know they chart their life we're going to get married in five years from now 
but between now and five years we need to get a house we need mm. to save up we need to do this we need to do that and then have to have our first child but with us I don't know I think we worked backwards so it was we got we left uni actually we got married in April and yeah. both graduated that summer mm. yeah as well because he also uh, so I finished my course and then I started to do my master's um, shortly after. And then he also with a lot of, because he was looking after himself here. So again, mm. financially he was, he was working, he was born here, but went to Nigeria for a bit to go learn manual and come back. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then when he came back, he was seeing himself through school and all of this. And so he also his master's and everything. So by the time we we're done with my like, master's and worked a bit and this stuff, it was that summer. Um, and we got married in the April. Um, I had just turned 24 and he mm. had just turned 25. And then we got married April by May. I got pregnant and then it was then we started to just sort of charter our life and plan it's it just out. never ever ever gone to plan even even mm. up to now it's just never gone to plan at all um so what didn't go to plan specifically so highlight one of the big things that didn't go to plan in that decade because you're halfway through now and you okay. are married with with um with a child on the way on the way yeah. yeah yeah so what was the big highlight the big headline of that decade the big headline of that decade was uh having two kids um before i was 30 mm-hmm. and we hadn't even bought our property by then we stayed with mom and then there was pressure from the in-laws of oh no one ever marries from this family and stays with their in-laws and all of this stuff and then we mm. moved out um so we had to go and rent again as I say, that's, you know, working backwards because looking back and we, we always talk, we always say this, we always say we should have stayed at mom's because she wasn't asking us to go anywhere. I think the day we even moved out, she cried because she didn't, she felt like she was, you know, losing the both of us. Like she always says she, she, she's gained a son in him and she now feels like she's got two kids. So moving out, she, it would, wasn't her wish, but she, again, she always wanted us to do what we wanted us, what we wanted to do without putting any restrictions on us at all. Um, and so when we think back that time, we always say we shouldn't have moved out. We should have stayed mm. because we were making good money, even though it was our first job. Mm. And we went, mom wasn't like asking us to pay any bills or pay any rent, anything like that. So we were saving a lot every month. Mm. And as soon as we went into renting a property, all of the savings just went out. And it was basically like starting from scratch. So we struggled financially. Mm. towards the end of that decade we struggled a lot Mm. and then we also turned to church more because we felt like that's what married people that have a young family do and so we got heavily heavily invested in religion and less Mm. of having a relationship with God Mm. so I think when I look back on that that's where most of the challenges came because with like finances and you know it was it was a lot of the whole like the prosperity teaching Mm. and it was the whole you know the more you give your finances to God the more you will get from God and all of this stuff and so we will do silly things very silly things like we were paying the 10% tithe and then we started to pay gross tithe 10% and then we felt like and from the teachings that we're not doing it properly then we started to be 20 percent tight and then we started to be 30 percent tight and everything was just there was just a lot of lack mm. you know 
And with that comes for two people who have worked and, and saved a lot of money and to kind of have that bump in the road. And for the both of us, we're not people that I wouldn't run, to, run off to my dad and say, you know, I need X amount of money because I'm struggling. And I wouldn't even run off to my mom to say that he's not the sort of person. He didn't even have anyone to run to, to be honest. It was just the both of us making ends meet. And we had two kids. Everything was just, it was really tight, just really, really tight. So I think for us, um, towards the end of that, it was just leaving that third decade. I think at one point I sat him down and I said, you know what? I believe that there are, two kinds of people in the world um the first type are those who are meant to make wealth okay. and have that wealth and god will favor them and they'll make the wealth and the other kind are people who are supposed to be poor regardless of how much tithing they do and god will give them favor in other ways in terms of allowing them have live you know not be ill and things like that mm. and you know, I said to him, I think we fall into that second type, the second oh. category. Of Why? Why did you feel like, hey, that, that was a thing? Because it's religion. With religion, it's, it's different, you know. And I had been someone that had always had a relationship with God. And, you know, when you go into religion, it's a very dangerous thing because as a couple and new parents as well, we're trying to figure out life. We're trying to figure out finances. We're trying to figure out how to be parents because there's a two year gap between our kids. And with all of this as well, trying to navigate your career, moving up on the ladder, um, me taking maternity leaves and trying to get back into work and putting the kids in nursery and mom helping as much as she can, but we wouldn't really want her to help because again, we want to be independent. And then you're going to church, especially with, you know, African churches and they tell you, you know, anything that happens, Oh, you're experiencing lack because maybe you've done this and you know, you're not praying enough and you're not doing this and you're not doing that. And, you know, so I started to, I think, and, and for him as well, we started to listen to the man on the pulpit more than we would listen to God. And that wasn't what it was like before we started all of that. We kind of lost ourselves, to be honest. We lost ourselves. <clears throat> Our marriage was fine. Um, we loved each other dearly, still spoke to each other. He's my best friend. Um, and we shared everything. There was nothing we didn't talk about. Um, our kids as well, we do everything for the kids. We think of them first before we think of ourselves. But I think we lost our identity in that period. And for some stupid reason, I don't know, I think we just felt like we, we knew we knew we could find our, our, our identity in God. But for some stupid reason, we felt we could find our identity in God through the church. That you had to go through the church to, exactly. to God. Yeah. And that's interesting because for, for one who was so free at the beginning of this decade to say, you know what, God? This is what I want to, I'm going mm. to go do it. And then I will come back and you just have to forgive me. That mm. quote unquote ease of relationship, yeah. you had, you had put it aside and thought for, for it to be a, a true relationship, you had to go through the church. That, exactly. that, that is, that is very interesting. And one that yeah. I think we would explore more in your fourth decade. Mm. So as I always ask, is there anything you now view differently looking back in your third decade yeah it would be losing my my identity because i think also it's i don't know i think like i don't know if you experience this but when you get married mm -hmm. for some reason you tell yourself 
that now that you're married you need to be a certain way or a certain person you Mm. can't be the person you were before you got married I don't know your mind just tells you that you're upgraded to this you need to be an upgrade of yourself well that well that was what happened for me um and I think that's what happened for my husband as well you kind of it's the whole oh you're married now and you hear it as well like you're you would even your single friends would sort of cut you off you know uh, or you, you're married, you can't come, you can't come to this gathering, or you're married, you can't come to this barbecue, you know, it's going to be late, you can't, you know, so for me and him, we kind of then had to make friends who were married couples, and they were older than us, yeah. way older than us as well, so a lot of the whole, oh, come to church, and all of this stuff came from our new friendship groups of married couples, yeah. and um, yeah, so we became and then you know how they do this whole mentor thing you have a mentor and we just lost ourselves that that's yeah. just we we were we were totally lost we we're on this journey of church and religion and we lost ourselves in that journey and just lost sight of who we were who we're supposed to be. Yeah. and it actually just felt like our lives were on pause for a, for a long period of time i think for a good maybe seven years that's a long time and to answer your question a lot of people do feel like that that Mm. something switches in their personality and outlook on life when they get married whether that's right or wrong it's up to the individual to decide but when you begin to lose your identity and a sense of who you are Mm -hmm. i say that's a banner not even a flag that is Mm. a red banner and finding finding your way back to recognizing who are, especially mm. in God, in that relationship with him, it is something that is key. It is key. Key. Because okay. that's the only thing that can set you free. So it's, it's definitely key. And the quicker you do that, the quicker you're on a path to the plans that God actually has for you. Um, and everything just flows, you know, like the Bible says that the lines will fall in pleasant, in the in pleasant places for you. And that's just what it is. As soon as you find out who you are. And I think that was when we felt we were, we'd lost ourselves. I think one day my husband and I felt that we just needed to tell God. And that was the simple prayer. It was basically, you know, Jesus, you need to help us. Mm. We need to start seeing ourselves the way you see us. Yeah. And that was it. It was just that prayer and everything changed after that everything fell back thank you so much ik for sharing your third decade with us and and the reflections on on well what you would view differently now so listeners we, we're almost in ik's current decade we hope you come back and listen to ik's fourth decade thanks you ik thank you thank you for listening all of us have a story to share you can contact us at info at thespeakpodcast.com or learn more about this podcast at www.thespeakpodcast.com i hope to welcome you on the next episode